0: I hate to say it, but a lot of these clowns like come into the series and they think they're freaking Valentino Rossi. I'm like, Dude, you guys are racing a hooligan series. Like, chill out. Like That Sportster cost three grand. You got those tires for your buddy. You traded a, a six-pack for those foot pegs. Like, chill.
1: episode nine tank slapping podcast Corey texter here as always this week we got a little swing at you we're uh got a new co-host jake's not fired he's not retired yet he's just kind of getting his stuff ready for daytona and believe it or not we have the aft twins champ briar bauman in the house along with the chamber of secrets noah chambers as well as our correspondent but briar how the hell
2: are you sir thanks
1: for joining our show
2: I'm good, man. Uh, first and foremost, a big thank you to Jig Johnson for letting me come in and fill his shoes. i've uh, I've copied that guy in every way of my career. I took fourteen. i uh, I won the championship and then I proposed to Shannon. He did the same thing with uh, with Jody. so I forgot about that. Yeah, everything he's done i' I'm trying to do. Uh, he did mention one scary thing the other day. He was like, man, I won the championship engaged to to Jody uh won it the following year got married to Jody and then didn't win shit since so, <laughs> I'm gonna try and hopefully not do that and we're trying to get him back on the grind and uh win a few races himself so nah, good happy to be here yes yeah, it's, it's pretty
1: cool and uh Noah we got Noah he's eating dinner right now but we have him as a correspondent as always and uh Noah tell the fans what uh what you've been up to the last week or
3: so since we've talked to you last I uh, just been riding and uh Cycling, doing doing everything I can to get ready for Daytona. Any season. any any kind of uh, club action?
1: I mean, we're a couple miles from Razzles, so how's how's that? I mean, have you been over at all?
3: Or yeah, we uh, I had a couple nights. I mean, I ain't gonna lie, last Friday night was was a pretty good night. Razzles, I've been we've been checking out the new place, Coyote Ugly. That place gets popping off. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about the uh,
1: before we get into some of our guest questions. Let's talk about the heated battle with jared meese on the on the moto track i mean did you make him look like a chump i mean what do you want how you describe how,
3: how that all plays out Nah, dude he's he rolls good especially at um orlando that's where that battle was right for all orlando. the boner airs, he's very fast in the corner yeah i mean he looks like I, I mean you look at him he looks like a ninja turtle on a bike <laughs> but i mean he rides he he rolls dude his bike works good he's fast he's, I mean, the dude hes a good rider all around. Obviously, I—I I think if you put him on any type of two-wheel machine, he's gonna be pretty damn good. Yeah. I mean, he's—he's he's good. Probably he's, right. I would not put it this way. I wouldn't want to battle with anybody else. It's—I mean, it's me. It's like the dude's pretty much a legend. What so. about like Ross here? Oh yeah, of course. Michael. Now you're cool. now you're talking like Shayna Texter. Well, yeah. That'd be cool. Really Move cool. are one out on the vet
2: track. Vintage <laughs> <laughs> track. She's getting it on.
1: We've been motoing a lot, actually. And today, Briar, tell, him, uh, tell the podcast listeners what, what we encountered today with uh, a fellow, fellow friend of ours.
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, so we all get done with our motos. Chad Coase decides to make an appearance, uh, typically, or kind of standard, really. 10, 15 minutes late, you know, kind of. It's like his, an hour late. Yeah, today, whatever. Actually. His deal. So. Yeah, he rolls out for his first moto. We're like Chad, take a sight lap because he's known to get pretty fired up. Um, he'll go out. He'll ask how big a jump is. He won't look at it. He'll just ask you and he'll take your word for it. <laughs> oh, it's it's second gear. All right, I'll hit it. Not look at it once. So yeah, he rolls out. We're all sitting in a circle. We did our moto, and uh, it's been like 20 minutes. Yeah. That's a while. That's a like while, like, we're, like we're Chad sh- usually goes out, finds his finds his feet, and sprint laps. Yeah, does a few sprint laps, comes in and talks about it. Where it's it's like 20 minutes. Like, dude, where's Chad? Where'd he go? And uh just as we were saying that, we all look to the left, and here comes Chad coast Swamp monster. Swamp monster <laughs> pushing his bike with some dude falling behind in a golf cart. We can't even see chad's I'm like, is his gar- his goggles on? Nah, his goggles are gone. He chucked them like Rita Daytona 07. <laughs> <laughs> he is trying to figure out which way is up cuz he just went swimming in the pond right outside turn 10 first our jaws dropped
1: he wasn't even he was 100 yards away and we just started losing it it was so funny like his whole setup was brown like the, and the guy pushing his bike he's like yay you know we're like what the hell happened he's like he fell in a big puddle over on the side of the track i was like there's puddles here today like he would find the only lake on the
3: track and just fall in it. He had seaweed hanging off of his hand <laughs> yeah. mud all in his eyes. I'm like, dude, like, yeah. I think he was battling like the Loch and, uh,
1: Monster. Good friends that we are, <laughs> instead of asking him how he's doing right away, our phones are out. We're taking videos, we're taking pictures. And then finally, like 20 minutes later, Bronson's like, in all seriousness, dude, are you all right? <laughs> dude he
2: uh and chad fast he's like yeah dude the, the bike wasn't really even in the water it's fine like it's good the good the dude comes back that helped him out and was like dude that thing was underwater for like five minutes chad's like i thought i was gonna drown i couldn't yeah. get out like, Don't, do not start chad's getting ready for his next moto and the guy's like you can't start that thing it was submerged for 10 minutes dude like and then the chat comes over a couple seconds later he's like dude i was flying he's like, I was going pretty good too that's what sucks
1: well before we get into it anymore, I want to thank Mike Hacker, our sponsor of the show, Presidential Mortgage. If you need a home loan, refinance, or home equity line of credit, contact Mike Hacker at Mike.Hacker at Presidential.com. I want to get right into it. We're not doing a super long show today, but we have some fan questions. We opened it up since Breyer is our guest co-host for the evening, and we'll get right into it. First question, I'm going to go uh, just down the order here. It's a funny one for Chambers. Does a podium mean... Getting bottle service at Razzles,
3: or do you need a win for that? It doesn't. It doesn't take anything. I could. I could go out there and qualify dead last, and we'll still get a bottle at Razzles. Come
2: on. <laughs> I think a podium, though, you might buy the club. Oh yeah, and dude! Do you imagine that,
3: a podium. For a podium game? Right it, would be, it would be. I think I'd. It'd be a party for about a week after. Yeah,
0: I was say. everybody
3: would be gone, <laughs> flying home, and I'd still be in the club, like, "Look, tonight, we're getting it on." Getting <laughs> snapchat to mm-hmm. you while we're waiting <laughs> for the main event
2: in yeah. Atlanta. It would, no, I was be. still in
3: Daytona, dude. <laughs> I would be here till next Daytona. I wouldn't leave.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, that, that's a good one. Uh, for Briar and myself, has the Horizon Award lost its importance over the years? It's sentimental now, being a Nikki Hayden Award, but beyond that, are we no longer seeing the benefits of the award? Um, I'll get into it first. I don't know if the Horizon Award ever, if you ever got any real benefits from winning the Horizon Award, other than it being a really cool thing. I mean, as an amateur, the Horizon Award is everything for for, for amateur racers. It's really cool. So I don't know if it translates over to professional rides really that much. I'll let Briar, he won it. I never won it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's cool. Obviously as an amateur, that's what you want to win. That's what you shoot for. But
2: I don't know if it you see much from it briar i mean what do you what do you know no i I mean i don't think you see much of it all uh really i I remember like going to amateur nationals the year that i was gonna you know go for it and then end up winning it you'd have thought the world was gonna end like this was i mean a championship compared to you know jeremy's going for a championship it was it was everything so if anything i don't know how much value you get out of it but you get a lot of uh you put expectation on yourself, which your whole amateur career you don't have. I mean, maybe you do from maybe your parents' standpoint, but for me, I didn't have that. So, if anything, it teaches you some pretty good values. You learn to race for a week straight, which, you know, in, in American flat track, you race for all season going for a championship. So, the biggest benefit for me that I saw was uh, you're learning. Yeah, experience you're just trainer. learning how to how to you know hold yourself accountable. You got to be perfect for five days on different different track types. So, <clears> maybe not as much value you get out of it. You know, I never had Dave Zanotti call me and said, Hey, you know, I saw you won the horizon. Let's, yeah. Let's go race. It wasn't that, you know, Well,
1: there's been that. a, there's a lot of good guys that have won the horizon. Obviously you have Nikki Hayden, Brian Smith, Jared Meese, yourself, like Stevie Bonzi. I, I don't know all the riders Bromley. There's been some good riders that have won it Dallas Daniels that they've done well in the pro ranks, but there's also been some riders that have won the horizon award that don't even race anymore, you know? Yeah. So it's, uh, or never lived up to the pro expectations. So yeah, it just depends. I mean, obviously as an amateur, go win the damn award. But if you don't win it, you know
2: it's not it's not the end of your career. It's Bronson just, Bronson didn't win it. I right. Mean, we can look at it that way. I mean, there's a lot of good guys. I think Jake tied for it. That like when he went for it with McDermott. Um, <sighs> yeah. I I'm think not sure. it, I don't. I'm not positive, but. On the other hand, there's a lot of guys, uh, Jared Vandekoy didn't get it. There's yeah. a lot of dudes that didn't get it. So Dalton Gauthier? Go all in. I mean, yep. go get it for sure. It is it is the coolest award, and at the time, it feels like you just walked on the moon. But at the same time, when things are said and done, if you're going to make it, you're going to go get what's yours. Yeah. All right, next question.
1: One of the favorite—this the writer, the questionnaire, whatever I say.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: One of his favorite things about Daytona Bike League is the, is the racing leading up to the National from the old Hot Shoe Series. To the now all-star series do you guys find it beneficial to race these events or is it more risk than reward um, nowadays than it used to be and also are you allowed to race certain events i guess that question's aimed at briar i'm allowed to do whatever the hell i want uh, my team's really cool <laughs> so um but yeah uh, i don't know man i love racing savannah i love volusia i used to treat savannah like my daytona because I've always kind of struggled at the short tracks and I've always done well at Savannah. So I'd always put a lot of emphasis on Savannah and Volusia. And it was a good opportunity to ride my twin and kick off the year, your new leathers, your new helmets and all that stuff. And I like racing them, but it's got to make sense. I mean, the twin, the ride a twin at those races, it pays, it pays pretty well. Um, Steve and Kelly do a good job of getting a purse together. The singles, it doesn't pay quite as well. And for me now, I kind of just ride a twin most of the time. So yeah, I, I'd like to race and I'm a racer. I want to race, but if I don't feel unprepared or have a bike that I feel like I can win on, I'm not going to just go and flop around and get beat by a bunch of amateur kids because it's happened before. So, um, I want to be prepared if I'm going to do it. And, uh, it's cool that the fans come out and support it. I think Volusia gets popping off a little bit more than Savannah does from a fan standpoint, but, um, no, nah, I mean, it's, there's some good guys that still show up. I mean, whether or not it's the top guys, you have fast guys that do those races.
2: Yeah, me and Chad we were just talking about it, like five years ago. Every one of the dudes was at Savannah and at uh, Evolution. I remember Factory Harley with Brad rolling, and it's like, man, it was big. It was huge. So yeah, it's changed a little bit now. It seems like, and it uh, probably paid worse then. It probably didn't pay as much. It was You're just right. yeah, it was You're just... right. It was just the prestige. It was it was your Winning first Savannah, chance to yeah. get up lined up with all the dudes. Because uh, back then, Mies did it. What did it? Yeah. Um, However, the whole nine really. So. It was a big deal. Um, it's cool that people are still really into that because, I mean, ideally, I would love to get to do all of them. I do have some obligations and some stuff that kind of holds me away from it, but at the same time, it uh, doesn't mean I don't look at it as something that's beneficial. I think that every time you can ride your bike, it's it's a good time to to be on it. So, yeah, I wish we could do it, but unfortunately, it's not in the cards.
1: Yeah. Question for the podcast: It seems like the largest growth flat track is seeing is in the vintage, hooligan, and 30 plus classes. Do you agree with that? And how can the sport grow? For the youth classes, amateur classes, things like that, racing Racing's freaking crazy, man. That, that's super big. I mean, they get like 80 riders at some of their events. It's freaking nuts. But uh, 30 plus, man, honestly, 50 plus is the new 30 plus in 2020. At my race, the Winter Throwdown, our 50 plus class is stacked. I think our 50 plus 50 plus class had like. Mike Vidal, uh, Greg Tyser, Greg Boyle, a bunch of guys that used to race pro that still get it on. So uh, I think 50 is the new 30. Hell, I'm 30. I'm over 30. You're almost there, dude. I'm 30-ish. Like, be 30, um,
2: you're at 30 plus, no problem.
1: Yeah. So, man, 30 is not that old, right?
2: 30 uh, is not old.
1: Well. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've right, right, well,
2: been 29 soon, so.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, as far as growing the uh, amateur classes, you don't see a lot of 50 riders. Like it was actually pretty depressing. Uh, we only had two 50 riders at the Winter Throwdown. I couldn't believe it. Um, in the 80 classes, you only see six to ten, maybe even amateur nationals. It's not. It's not as stacked as it used to be. So, wh- why? Wh- why do you think that
2: is, man? I, I don't know. That's tough. I mean, it's weird because it seems like it kind of goes in phases a little bit. Uh, I see some of the California races, which there's very few these days, it seems like, but the 85 class has, you know, 10 to 15 dudes, uh, or kids, sorry, um, where when I was growing up, like, there was me and, like, five other guys, it was not very, not very packed, so, kind of goes in phases, I know what you mean, It's it stinks to see, like, see the 50 class kind of slim, but maybe guys are getting their kids into it a little bit later, so... Yeah, it kind of goes back and forth, really. It's good, too, because, like, the 50 classes get way too
1: competitive at the amateur level. It's actually really annoying. Um, so, I mean, it's not cool, but there's some positives. You don't see the 50 dads wrestling each yeah, other in the infield. Yeah, so. I have
2: seen that. Um,
1: and, and dude, for, as a 50, like, kids riding a 50, like, just let them have fun. Go ride. Like, let them, like everyone tries like their dads try and live through their kids just let let the kids ride and start really focusing on it when you get to a 250 or 450 like i know a lot of kids that sucked on 80s and they ended yeah. up being pretty damn fast you know
2: and so yeah just enjoy the process that grow like enjoy growing up man yeah I mean, exactly getting to travel the country there's like, a, like i said i had no expectations so hopefully most of many bike dads are kind of in the same spot you know don't don't put the pressure on your kid just try and get some pointers and some tips and when I was on a 250, like, there's a lot of stressful days right now. Um, I'm happy I wasn't stressed out when I was on a 250. The only thing I cared about was was racing, and then the corn dog I was eating after the race. That was my biggest my <laughs> yeah. biggest concern, really. You know, there's some nachos and <laughs> lemon heads. You know what I mean? That was it. So, yeah, let the let the kids do their deal. Um, let the uh, let the hooligan guys get get wild and put it on Instagram or whatever. But let the kids kind of just be yeah. kids.
1: You see that a lot in motor right now, like the 50, the factory 50cc riders
3: and the 60cc riders, whatever. Uh, well, not necessarily 50, but yeah, 60, 60 riders. It's crazy. I mean, there's kids on 60s that are almost basically factory riders, you know yeah. what I mean? And it's, um, if you win on a 50, there's a good chance, you know, if you're a dominant on a 50 at La and all the other amateur nationals, it's a good shot that you get picked up by a team. I think that's why a lot of Moto guys get burnt out by their mid-20s,
1: like the Ryan Dungies that retire when they're still, because they're so burnt out from the whole, like, you look at the NBA, you look at football, you know, those kids, they're not, it's it's different. They're having fun through the PB levels, where in Moto, if you're a factory 65 rider, factory 85cc rider, it's a a six-day-a-week grind. And these kids are seven, eight years old. Yeah, their job's to win. And they're burnt the hell out at, 24 years old you know you have guys like Poto and dungy who retired when they could have kept winning
2: 27 because they're like, starting like so
1: early they're not having fun with it they're not you know they're homeschooled they're at the test track their job. every day it's, it's, it's their it's, job as a seven year old kid yeah yeah they have a job and uh and that burns them out so i'm glad um glad we don't see that too much in flat track the kids kind of have fun with it Eat corn dogs after the race and Lemonheads. and uh ride their bicycles around the pits <laughs> and things like that uh this is a good one uh we've debated it before on the podcast but did illinois win the championship briar or was it california or
2: pennsylvania really i was gonna say your mom actually messaged back when she saw that one and said i think pennsylvania won it um
1: yeah is, is it where you're from or where do you live now i actually bert sumner reached out to me because we we're joking about it, joking around about it on the podcast, and he said last year Breyer had a Salinas address, so California gets credited. I'm like, yeah, I, I get he had a Salinas address listed That's, last year. Yeah,
2: um, but I mean, yeah, how does that? That's tough. I mean, California, born and raised, it's hard to not be proud of the Salinas deal. Uh, one of my biggest heroes is Ricky Graham, so. To not be like, yeah, I'm from the same spot that Ricky Graham is. is tough. But on the other hand, man, I give so much credit to, like, my parents. And then it's probably pretty cheesy, but just the rest of the United States. I mean, we, you know, we grew up. We went everywhere we could to race a motorcycle. So we didn't have cushion half miles at home in California. I went and found cushion half miles. So me and my brother, It uh, <clears throat> it's definitely corny. But, I mean, I'm just Chad Coast, man. I'm proud to be an American. Uh, not. it's... I would definitely say California has a lot of it right now. Maybe ask me at the end of my career what uh, what I think. Pennsylvania is home now. I'll claim that all day long., uh, everyone's welcomed me, but if I had to actually put it, you know a serious answer on it, California kind of taught me everything I know. Um, and that's but- kind of what I,
1: I I said, like you're California. Chris Carter to me, even though he won most of his titles, I think most of his titles in Pennsylvania. He's still California. Yeah, yeah. Jared Meese is Pennsylvania. He's not Michigan. You know, it's like where you grew up, where you're from, where you kind of cut your teeth. Yeah. That's kind
2: of, but. And it's tough too, man. I'm, yeah. Like I said, I'm proud. Like, I, I'm proud to be from Pennsylvania now with Shana and you guys. Uh, but at the same time, like one question or one thing I don't talk about a lot is uh, the heritage that comes from California. People do bring it up, but, man, to be from the same exact town as Doug Chandler, uh, Ricky yeah. Graham, Stevie Bonzi, these really guys cool. like. Dude, I'm a fanboy yeah. through and through. Like, I watched every video of these guys growing up I could ever watch. Uh, caught every autograph I could. I still have a bunch of Doug's autographs in my in my room at home. So I remember you and Bronson getting my autograph when you guys were younger. I mean, yeah. now yeah. you throw
1: darts I'm at it. We but. know better.
2: Now. <laughs> we don't want that anymore, I mean. <laughs> No, it's crazy
1: to see the process. I mean, I don't feel that old. I mean, I'm older-ish. Dude, I remember
2: getting it at Pomona. Yeah. I remember coming by and be like, dude, you got any stickers? I'm yeah. I'm... It's crazy. 13, 12, 13 years old. Now he's a national it. champ. It's crazy. I'm uh, grabbing stuff from everyone. Like, all my best buds, you, Chad. Um, yeah. Date, I'm going to get married to Shayna. So it's like, what the... <laughs> dude, I got Shayna's autograph and a sticker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm, not, I'm like 13. They're like, oh, man. Oh, my I'm going to marry that shit someday. You know what I <laughs> mean? <laughs> no, that wasn't
1: the idea at all. Well, speaking of marriage, it brings us into our next question. Oh. Shayna Bauman or Briar Texture?
2: What oh, is it? man. I think... I think American Flat Check wouldn't mind seeing Briar Texter. That'd be uh, pretty awesome. That would, I mean, it would be a first for sure, but <laughs> I think it's going to have to be Shayna Bauman. I think that sounds, that's just, Dude, uh, it's how it's... It's weird to say, right? It's so weird for me. I mean, Shayna, for everybody, but Shayna I was... Bauman.
1: I was sitting there. It was like way after you guys got gauged. I'm like, oh, shit. She's going to be Shayna Bauman. Dude,
2: that's gnarly. Yeah, like, I that's went, crazy. Like, I went two or three weeks. I'm like, Cool. Kids, it's cool. The on it is cool, but it's, yeah. it's also like... I'm the one doing it. She's taking my name, and I still think like, man, Shayna Bellman. Huh? Like, maybe I could live with Texter, you know? About our her Texter, you know? Nah, I'm kidding. I uh, nah, it'd be cool. It's gonna be weird for everyone. Yeah. Also, it's kind of a uh, marketing ploy. Um, everyone <laughs> that's listening, in, go ahead and buy the merchandise next season. SB52. 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 We're revamping everything new. Cutting deals everywhere. I just call her Scat Cat. What do you call her now? Red Bull. Shayna, I can say like, Oh, Red Bull. Red Bull
3: KTL. I'm like, hey, you busting out the you know, the lid <laughs> today, the Red, Red Bull lid.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know.
3: I call it Shayna. I'm afraid if I call anything else, like, beat she might ass. beat me up. She's nasty, dude. She's yeah, mean. She's terrible. mean. To, she's dude. never been mean to me, but I've seen her. You're a little intimidated ass. from her. Oh, yeah. I can how tell is, dude. She's freaking She'll on, kick man. my ass, dude. Red Bull. Cutting it, I don't need that. Nah.
1: Uh, a few more questions here, and we'll get into our guest caller for the for the for uh, our additional guest for the week. Uh, pretty good one coming up. So, uh, Briar, thoughts on the flywheel? We got some technical questions yeah, here. Yeah, no, uh, that's good. We need it. Thoughts on the flywheel FTR rule this year with the Indians? They, uh, well, I'll let you explain kind of and, and talk about the rule a little bit.
2: Yeah, so <clears throat> AFT has mandated that the— the Indian uh, runs a little bit less flywheel weight, so I mean it's it's a difficult spot. I uh, I ride for the factory, and I know that basically they just did their job to the best of their ability, and they kind of got penalized for it, which is kind of a bummer. But either way, I think that <clears throat> they still take their job very seriously, as, as do I and, and Jared and Bronson and all the other guys on Indians. And I still think that they're best. They're the best motorcycle out there. So. Not much that I can do about it other than uh, show up prepared and, and show up trying to, to ride it to the best of its ability, but it uh, Sucks, touchy, uh, it's a touchy subject because, yeah. like I said, I, I'm proud of Indian. Um, When I got on the motorcycle for the first time, I'm like, gosh darn, these guys did a sick job. Like This does is it, a does sweet it, motorcycle. Does it
1: come stock with what they have, like the flywheel that they're not allowing anymore, does that come with the bike when you buy it? You can get it. Okay, okay. The one- so it's a, it was a standard part that they it was, had.
2: It wasn't like it was something that was one-off deal. You know? Okay, so it was a production, yeah, production yeah, exactly. deal. Yeah, exactly. My,
1: yeah, my whole understanding was they were never going to limit the Indian, but they were going to try and give the other brands some rule modifications like the throttle bodies and things like that to make them more competitive with the Indian. So now that they're actually limiting, limited, limited, that's a tough one, <laughs> um, lim- you know, for the Indians, I'm not going to say it again. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer, um, but I'm sure you guys will have enough testing, enough things figured out where you'll be confident and good to go. I mean, yeah. it just sucks. Another hurdle, like, you didn't have to go... You weren't expecting to go through this year that you kind of... Yeah. Kind of last minute. You have to yeah, it was kind
2: bit. of a last minute deal. It's a little bit... Like yeah. I said, it's a bummer. Um, But you have a job to do, and yeah. it's not like... We can't, yeah. we can't think about it any different. The biggest yep. thing is just, like, thinking about how good Indian did and to get, like, kind of knocked forward a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like, for doing hey, a good job. Hey, the rest yeah. of the guys can't do what you guys can, so we're going to cut you back a little bit. Yeah. Which, you know, obviously they did a pretty good job, so yeah. we'll see how it shakes down. Yeah,
1: uh, Briar, your thoughts on the Daytona TT layout this year? We actually got to go over and check it out a little bit. Um, th- well, it was kind of Supercross ish when we were there, but um, yeah. what are your what are your thoughts on the the layout? It's not. I mean, people are freaking out about it. It's not that much different than it was. I mean, last year we heard the supermoto thing. This year they added like one corner more with pavement, and now it's like the end of the world. It's like, dude. It, it it is what it is. I mean, for somebody like you, uh, you won it last year. What what are your thoughts on the changes and just in general?
2: Dude, I <clears throat> I wasn't into it last year personally. I uh, thought it was going to be dumb, and then we get out there, I'm like, actually, this ain't bad. This is pretty sick, really. Yeah. Uh, so it's weird to think we actually had a chance to go ride some pavement. Um, the dirt section, I think they did a good job with. I think that the the layout's cool. We had a chance to see where the jump is. Um the whole deal on the infield is pretty cool but after riding the pavement it's gonna be different I mean it's definitely not what we race that's for sure uh I know people are saying just one corner but I can say I'm not into it but I wasn't into last year so I, I can't say like honestly what it's gonna be um as far as my my honest thoughts on the layout it's I would I would have liked to seen it how it was last year personally. Um, I like the challenge of. I, I was scared at first. I thought that hey, going from asphalt to dirt, um, off the banking was gonna be a little bit sketchy and it was maybe gonna catch guys off guard. But it was cool. Uh, I thought it was really good. Um, but now the all the way down and, and staying on, on one corner, just like last year, I'm probably overthinking it and yeah. it's probably gonna be fine. But it's just well kinda,
1: with Daytona, I joke around a lot. You have you have no races all winter, so you, all you think about is Daytona. So everybody stresses about the first race and then it's over and then you have 17 more. So, yeah, yeah, uh, man, I mean. but for somebody like Noah, I mean, you never race an AFT national and this one is like a hybrid. It's not, it's not anything like you've raced before. Do you like the fact that part of it's on
3: asphalt or would you prefer all of it being on dirt? Well, um, I don't know. I don't you know. know better, honestly, dude. I, that's the thing. I don't, I don't really know. So I would have liked it to be all dirt. But at the same time, it's like, it's a pavement, sh- you know, the pavement straightaway, whatever.
2: You know what I mean? Yeah, we're, going, direct, we're going yeah, straight. Yeah, we're
3: going straight. I don't care. It, it could be water. Whatever. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? That's, Make yeah. it anything. I know. But um, the corner, I don't know. Like like you were saying, I've, I've never, it's really predictable. And I've never ridden any asphalt to the other day. And uh, it is. It's it's super predictable. I mean, if, if you're good on a front brake, um, I think that's a huge benefit. But... I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not i am not stressing it. I yeah. don't really care. We're just gonna go what are you going to do? I, I mean, mean everyone's got to ride the same track. Everybody's got to ride the same track. Exactly. It's already made. It is what it is. So yeah. you can bitch about it all day, or you can just go ride it. Yeah, you can show up and, so, put, show it in, up and
2: put, in, put in 20... or No, not 25 laps. Like, What is it, 12 minutes? They put in 12 minutes. How many what minutes is it even? I don't yeah, even know. I mean, it's 12 something plus we, 2
3: heaters. I got to check the... The thing, thing. only thing that kind of concerns me is starting on asphalt, because I've never really done that. Timonium, bro. Yeah, but that's first
2: gear in your... Yeah. It's for me to. Oh, shut. Central. Euro yeah, you're I saw videos. I think they that's actually true. posted about it on Cycle News. Yeah. <laughs> Some sick stars Sony STR. Jammers. <laughs> it's on the it's it's so on receivers. We're uh, grabbing starts. Undisputed. Ripping stars from
3: the outside. So First okay. take. I will say, I don't know. I'm excited. <clears throat> it should be cool. All righty. Briar and Corey,
1: is it more pressure this year carrying a number one plate than in years prior, like last year? Uh, Briar, more pressure?
2: Uh, For me, no. Um, honestly at this point it's like that was a life you guys saw me after i wanted to i was an emotional wreck um it was a lifelong dream for me i i thought about that my entire life so to be in a spot now where i'm actually the guy rolling out with the one it's it's dude we made it we're here like yeah what more do you i mean i guess there's a lot more and there's a lot more goals i have set for myself but as far as pressure goes i'm we made it yeah you know so no no more pressure for me it's uh it's just all, all trying to be the best person I can be.
1: Yeah, for me it was. Uh, I, I don't want to get too emotional, but it was like double wins for me last year. Briar winning it and then me winning it. It was, uh, it was kind of like a team deal. So that just, you know, for him to win it was, was really emotional. I, I, I've said before. I mm-hmm. think I was more nervous about Briar and uh, and even Shayna than I was for myself most days. But I'm just enjoying. Um, I'm just enjoying the uh, the whole the whole experience of uh, like running the number one plate and you know getting my leathers made and things like that. And, and, uh, I've won it, you know, I've won it, and I've reached one of my goals as well. And this year I'm kind of just going to focus on trying to win races really. I mean, no one can ever take away, um, what I did last year and, uh, you know, racing for me is, is cool and all, but I have a family now and I, I don't put a lot of life focus on racing anymore. I like to do it. I, I work hard to win, but at the end of the day, life's still good. And, you know I have a, a beautiful family and good friends and and things like that. So if I win, cool. I'm gonna work my ass off and try to keep winning. But at the end of the day, if I don't win, there's other things in life that are that are great. And yeah. I know that might surprise some people with that answer, but um, just trying to have fun with it and enjoy the whole process. I don't I don't have a lot of pressure. I just want to go have fun and enjoy the whole deal. So yeah, um, agree same, same for you, bro. Yeah, yeah. Do you think flat track racing is gonna grow as much in Europe as it has in the United States? Shit, I don't know. I don't know the state of affairs of flat track in other countries. I know Australia, it's growing. And Europe, it's getting bigger with Marc Marquez and Valentino Rossi. I guess Italy's Europe, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) uh, Not a big geography guy. But, no, yeah, it's cool. It's it's growing. Um, You have fast riders you know, like Maxwell coming over from international. That's not all Europe, but it's, you know, Australia and, and Oliver Brindley, you know, super fast riders been coming over for years and we're still thinking about him and, uh, hoping his recovery's going well. It's man. We think about him all the time and there's been some really fast Europe riders coming over and I hope it grows. I, I man, guess it's just the track. I, I think it's with sideburn magazine and, and those guys, I mean, it's like the best flat track magazine on the planet based out of Europe. So I think, uh, I think it's headed in the right
2: direction. Um, briar i mean what do you i agree i'm dude rossi has a ranch and he invites guys like sammy howard and jd JD, i've heard thunder thunder gets thunder (laughs) gets to race yeah what (laughs) like come on how do we get this how does this work it's crazy but no it's growing i think it is for sure i don't know if it's going to make it to the point where it's an AF, like have a series like we do but i I see guys like uh, Ferran Cardus. Um, he has road ra- like road racers. Names like Leisha Aspargo come coming ride. I see Garrett Gerloff over there riding on tracks that I got to ride on when I was there for the Super Um Marquez is obviously huge in I haven't seen as much from him lately, but he's also been injured. So, yeah, I think it's grown quick. They the uh, Europe guys at road race are seeing that as a benefit for for their road racing. It's a good way to train, and uh, on top of it, it's helping exposure for us because. Even though it's a different wheel size, it's still flat track. They have the same ideas, and I think that it's going to kind uh, of draw a lot of the Europe guys over here to try it. And, yeah. and hopefully, we get the chance to go and ride some of their tracks because they're sick. They they look really cool.
1: No, how do you feel about an American versus the world flat track um, kind of like a destinations? What do you think?
3: You think America's got something for them, or oh, if it was if we if they had a destination, yeah, was, like oh, yeah. I mean, I think America would smoke them. Yeah, I mean, seriously, I mean. I don't know how a guy like Valentino Rossi is on dirt track, but I would assume he's probably pretty fast. Yeah. Um. So there'd be a few guys, but as a whole, I mean, there's no country that even compares to the series at that America. That's what has. Do, Seriously, that's I mean, what we yeah, do, man. I mean, you can compare like some people have to say stars and bars, man. Yeah, dude. I mean, when it comes down to it, America's yeah each. Each country might have one bad dude, but flat, as a whole,
2: flat track and bush light. That's yeah, as a does, whole, dude, you know? we'll put yeah. an ass
3: whooping on anyone that wants. To.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah,
0: I agree.
1: I mean, it's yeah. I've I've talked a bit about like like America up. sucks at soccer, but like our best athletes don't, don't say that in front of Shannon. They dude. don't play soccer. Our you best reckon? athletes play basketball or football, like real football, yeah, like yeah. American football. Like, can you imagine LeBron James and like Odell Beckham on the soccer field? Oh, yeah. They'd kill them if they had to, but we don't play soccer. We play football and basketball and flat track. We do flat track. Yeah, like, flat track Yeah, it's, it's just what we do. Like road racing, that's whatever, but you want to play on the dirt to come play with, play with the best, you come over to America. So yeah, um, there are good guys overseas, a lot of respect for those dudes, but the competitiveness from first to last is insane in, uh, in American flat track uh two more questions here briar you've worked well with dave z as in dave zanotti would you be able to work well as well with another tuner like kenny tolbert ricky howerton etc
2: whoa
1: this is a question from one of
2: our buddies actually wow dude i mention which one but that's deep actually (laughs) yeah Uh, that one's that's insane more so just because at this point in my career i couldn't even imagine myself without dave z Uh, yeah more than a mechanic or a crew chief or a tuner. He's, he's a brother at this point, man. We call, I talked to him today and dude, we would we'll just talk about life. Like yeah. it's not even, I don't even know if we talked about Daytona. Um, <laughs> do I think that I could do as well with, with a guy like Tolbert Howerton? Um, I think so. I think that as far like I think they're both great mechanics and tuners and have really, really good ideas Tolbert's obviously a really good mechanic and tuner. And so is Howerton. And I like to think I'm pretty solid on the bike too. So I think that, if I were to get with, with those guys, we could probably make some, some things happen. Um, do I want to, uh, probably not right now. No, Davis, Dave is my guy, man. He's my boy. So I owe that guy the world. He gave me, he gave me the shot a couple, a uh, couple years ago and, and we're still going with it. I don't know if many guys thought we were still going to be going or I think that when we won the championship last year, I kind of surprised him a little bit too. So, uh, yeah, all in all I owe that guy the world and it's hard for me to even think about being with those guys. Um, Yeah, that's kind of my take on it.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think uh, you and Dave go together like PB and J, baby. Yeah, we're we're just two weird guys, man. We just...
2: We, we dude, David, Dave's a unicorn. He's a that he, guy dude, is he's something. a freaking walking rainbow. Yeah, um, he's 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 one of a kind. He's always been super cool to me. Dude, like, he's one of a kind. He's mine. Like, I mean,
1: you go up like I would. I would go up as a young like a, a rookie pro and talk to like Bill Warner, and he's always an asshole. So I was just like, all right, well, yeah. fuck this guy. So you go up to Tolbert. you go up to Dave Z. Um, and then even Ricky, like, over the years, like, I've, I've really grown to respect Ricky, and he's always been really cool to me as a, you know. Yeah. So I, those guys Jordan are all cool, but Dave Z is just, he's just rad. Like, no, I mean,
2: my, cool. one thing that is pretty is good for me is all the all the stuff that he's accomplished, man. He's, he's oh, he's the, so humble. He's one of the most humble guys yeah, in, it's the, crazy. in the paddock. And when it comes down to, to needing something, I've seen him give Henry Wiles a battery off one of our bikes in yep. order for him to race that day, and, and maybe I'm kind of questioning it. And then I kind of take a step back and think, like, I'm no one to question Z, man. This guy has a couple—this is before I had my championship, but he has a couple championships, and he has who knows how many race wins. Um, Well, ethics are big. Dude, I need to— Ethics are big in
1: anything, business, racing, things like that. At the end of the day, you want to be a good person more than anything else. I think guys forget that. Like, at the end of the day, all you have is your character. Like, race wins, championship, that shit's cool, but— no. Like, you want to be a good person and yeah. a good guy. And, and, and I've that's, forgotten it. I've gotten yeah.
2: i gotten heat of moments, and, and I have Dave Z kind of settle me down and said, dude, like, think about it this way. And uh, that's the thing. All in all, he's just a good person, and that means more to me than being a good mechanic. For sure. Uh,
1: last question. Thanks again, guys, for uh, all these questions. There's some good ones. Yeah, they're good. Would you guys like to see Daytona Short back on ah, – what the hell did I just say? Would you like to see Daytona Short Track back on the schedule? I'll start off with Noah. He's never rode Daytona Short Track. He's probably seen some videos. Um, TT is this year. It's been for the last couple of years. Would you like to see the Short Track back on the schedule, either in addition or as a replacement for the TT? Um, not as a
3: replacement, but <laughs> probably, I mean, yeah. I mean, why not? Add it on. Oh, I mean, Add it on. Like, like, yeah, yeah, we're here's raised, going we, on. We
2: raised motorcycles. Like, it'd be cool
3: if there was like a... Friday before you race that, and then yes. Saturday you race TT. I don't know, because you guys have a couple races like that, that. Can you do back-to-back days? Like, is your fitness level good enough? Me? did i vibe ride seven days a week. Even with a I'll put ra- it up against... Even- I don't care who it is. I'll put it up against anybody.
2: I will ride every single day. And note that he said a Friday night, so that does mean he's going to Razzles before or after the races, whether it's ended early or he's going after the main. After what we accomplished at... Ocal with going i'm gonna gonna post the video i posted
1: on my instagram of you looking like shit the day after the the, uh, that ocala morning
3: i'm gonna post that for the fans to see like you do actually hit the paint cave once well i'm not gonna i'm not gonna deny that i was that was a rough i was in a rough state there but i I fought through it and by the end of the night i was feeling good i mean i crashed like not on the bike, but my body yeah. itself, <laughs> so physically, literally, dude. I was like, I, I need to sit down. Like, yeah. By that night, Get I me a celery
2: stick. I saw a
0: funny Yeah. Show a yeah. Tree. I was,
3: I was literally dying, and Corey hands me a celery stick and uh, a box of these like cheese crackers, and that just like, I couldn't even eat them. I was so, I was, I was hurting so bad. I couldn't eat the cheese. I ate the celery, threw it up. They were garlic pita chips, just just, I just like, to clarify whatever some type of cheese on it there yeah. it's like a gouda gouda cheese or yeah. i don't know whatever. i do as far like, as I the
1: short track goes ah eh, it's cool <laughs> it's not that cool it's coolish ish i have fun riding it but there's no grandstands it's it's just like the location's kind of meh i don't know i mean i've always done better there than i thought i should every year so i'd go there thinking i'd suck and i'd actually be in good position and then i'd be like oh shit i'm actually doing good like it's actually kind of cool but uh i don't know i mean i know the tt i, I don't think it's a very profitable thing i don't yeah. i don't know i mean it, it's probably pretty expensive to uh to run a race inside the speedway but i don't know no preference really i mean i'm not even racing the tt this year i'm kind of bummed out it's first time in 16 years i haven't raced daytona first time ever i guess in my life but yeah briar you've won the short track you've won the tt what are your thoughts? I mean, add it on or replace
2: uh, it or it goes. I, w- I would not replace it. Um, I'm a big TT guy, so I'm gonna keep that. I'm like Noah, so I like the TTs, but I would add it on. Um, the hardest part is, I'd have a hard time being outside the stadium now. Um, it's cool getting to getting to look up before the main and see the, you know, Des- Daytona Speedway up a- across the top. Um, of the Speedway, so if there was a way to run it on the inside and be a part of it still that way, I feel like we'd be out in left field, like back to where we were. Um, I had a chance to ride a twin around there. I liked it. I thought it was sick. Uh, What it would be like with 12 or 16, 16, 18 18, or whatever whatever, we have, like 27, 17 (laughs) rows, whatever. Um, It might be a little brutal, but. I think it'd be cool. I think that adding it on wouldn't be a bad thing. I'd, I'd be awful riding that riding that race again. Yeah. But it would be hard to be outside the stadium. I do appreciate getting to go inside the stadium and actually feel like you're a part of the whole racing yeah. community. You know what I mean? Rather than uh, like ah, oh, they yeah, there's there's a yeah, track out there. They're out about. there something doing yeah. something. I think they got bikes. Yeah, like, I got a few. <laughs> <laughs> got, their uncle built it. <laughs> I'm like I know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, again, we appreciate all the questions. Those are some good ones um we'll have to do more of this in the future we're gonna call a guest it was a recommended thing so we're gonna give him a ring uh chris carter producer give our our special guest a call and we'll we'll put him on the line talk to me and briar i still don't i'm trying briar to has I, no idea who yeah, it is trying to surprise oh, me. brighter
2: than new who it is i have zero idea you're gonna be surprised yeah it's kind of weird honestly like i don't know what to think
0: all right here we go i'm fired up
1: hello tank slapping podcast here Corey texter and our guest actually briar bauman he has no clue who we just called introduce
0: yourself man hey what's up everyone this is frankie garcia no <laughs> way oh <laughs> my god That's big surprise. Like,
2: what is going on
1: <laughs> yeah dude thanks for uh for joining us man i i, I feel like uh We needed to talk to you at some point. I was like, shit, let's just call on this episode. Nothing perfect than uh, a a Salinas buddy of Briar to
2: to talk to.
0: Well, I mean, why don't we just start on this? I'm going to ask the first question. Briar, are you pumped or disappointed now that you know that it's me?
2: Dude, I'm actually really – dude, I can't even explain. I was nervous for a sec, and then I was excited, and now I'm stoked. Nice.
1: I mean, you know First how weird it gets, dude. He's hes like, his face is red. He's all like giddy over here. He Over-thinks,
0: just, it. Overthinks it. Overthinks the situation.
2: Oh, oh my mom's I about not even think about what was about to happen.
0: <laughs> how you been?
1: I haven't talked in a while.
0: Oh, uh, I've been really good. I've been really good. Obviously, uh, big Indian guy now, so that's really cool. I'm pumped about <laughs> big that. Indian guy, teammate. Big yeah. Indian guy. Oh, uh, on- man, you like it? Dude, the FTR is bad. It's bad. I love that thing. It's so fast. Like uh, compared to like my bike I raced last year, it's like a lot of horsepower, and handles really well, and it, it'll do what I it'll do what I wanted to do, and I can't say that about uh, the previous bike that I rode. So I'm pretty pumped. You know, we went to the first race, and you know, with very limited time on the bike, I got fourth and felt pretty good. And uh, yeah, we'll go to Vegas this weekend and race the asphalt short track. So hell I'm yeah, pumped. Dude. I'm pumped. Yeah.
1: elbows up on that uh that series is growing like crazy we were just talking about the hooligans a little ear- earlier on the show and and how it's growing and things like that like you've raced a lot of different shit like you know road racing and flat track supermoto, all that stuff how how is uh that super hooligan series compared to some of the other top series you've done I mean you've done x games i mean
0: it's kind of cool because like everything that i've raced it kind of like correlates to the super hooligan stuff because like obviously i grew up racing flat track I've supermoto. We race a ton on asphalt because it seems like it's – I guess it's easier for those guys to build asphalt tracks than bring in dirt. So we race a lot on asphalt, so that's, like, really rad. And then, like, road racers are, like, big, heavy bikes, and, like, that's what the hooligan bikes are, the big, heavy bikes. So kind of all, like, all the skill sets that I learned, like, racing kind of everything, kind of all came into play, and, like, it's it's all working out. Like, it, it seems like I, – I feel like I have an advantage from – having you know like i said all those skill sets it's cool though so i'm excited to race on asphalt this weekend because obviously uh i feel pretty comfortable on the asphalt and riding supermoto and road racing and stuff like that so uh yeah should be exciting should be interesting i haven't ridden the ftr on uh, anything but dirt yet but uh i'm not scared
1: yeah no i um uh, i thought briar was going to chime in with a question but i'll just i'll just get into the, ne- the next one here um so Briar's yeah, he's he's starstruck right now. Um, it, it, it happened. So as you there's, there's, actually like, I see a lot of drama in the whole Super Hooligan series, like on Instagram and and things like that. Like guys chirping back and forth, and fist fights in the pits and on the track. Uh, what makes it so competitive? And do you have like a rival in the in the Super Hooligan series right now?
0: Dude, it it's actually pretty annoying. Like. <laughs> First of all, like you gotta understand, like when you go to start racing this series, like first of all, it's called hooligan racing. Like let's start there. <laughs> the problem is, like you get these, like you get these guys, like like a guy like me, like I'm like I'm I'm a has been. Like I don't even know if I was a has was, but like my heyday of racing motorcycles is like cool, like that's behind me. Like you know the the supermoto and road racing days, like all that's like over. Like thankfully the series came along and it was fun. And it's cool and, like, easy to get involved in. and You know, it doesn't cost a lot of money. And, like, I like racing flat track and riding flat track. So that's why, I, like, I did it. But problem is, is, like, it's really accessible to, like, all these older people that never had, a, like, any sort of, like, motorcycle racing heyday. And, like, the series has grown so big and in so sh- short a time. Like, I hate to say it, but a lot of these clowns, like, come into the series and they think they're freaking Valentino Rossi. I'm like, you guys are racing a hooligan series. Like, chill out. Like, that Sportster cost three grand. You got those tires from your buddy. You traded a, <laughs> a six-pack for those foot pegs. Like, chill.
1: I love it. I Like, I tune in just because I know there's drama involved. Like, I, I'm i like a big Frankie Garcia fan just because, like, you switched brands to the Indian. I like Roland and their team and Cameron. Like, I'm like, I love the comp- Oh, yeah, and I love the competitiveness. Like, if y'all were friends, it wouldn't be as exciting to me. I don't know, bro. I mean, yeah. what you... I mean, Dude, what different. I want to know
2: is, like, you're out there racing with your dad right now. I, that's one of my biggest my biggest questions, yeah. my biggest concerns. Like, Corey, let me fill you in a little bit. But <laughs> Frank Garcia, uh, Sr., was a living legend growing up around our parts, around the Monterey Bay area. And now these two are going up head-to-head, squaring off. I want to know, push comes to shove, you taking Frank down, Frankie.
0: There's no way. I mean... It would probably de- it depends. Obviously, like my 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 dad is like, you put him on some slippery track that's not that awesome. Like that dude's gonna go fast. He's yeah, good, dude. Scary. Throttle I mean, control. Scary. Like, yeah, he's got it all. Like he's been, he's got a lot of experience under his belt. Like approximately sixty years. But uh <laughs> obviously, he we went to like the X Games qualifier last year, and like. He qualified, like, 8th, and I qualified, like, 25th. So, like, then I was, like, pretty nerve-wracking for me. And then we went to X Games, we <laughs> went to state heat race. And they only took two tra- out of the transfer to, like, the next, like, semi. And, like, he not only – I was in third. He was in fourth. He not only passed me, but then passed Ricky Renaro, took Ricky Renaro out for the last transfer spot. Like, dude's gnarly. He's no but joke. Like, no, he plays for keeps. Oh, he's no joke. He's no joke. But it's, like – at the end of the day, it's, like, it'd be really tough if, like, I had to take out my own dad. Like, he can take me out. That's completely fine. But I don't know if I'm going to take him out. Like, he's, gotta, he's like, always oh, old. Like, he don't heal up as quick as he used to. And, like, but, like, uh, you never know. But, yeah, he's you a take bad Johnson dude.
1: Out
2: oh, yeah. no, no
3: question.
1: I don't know, dude. I've seen you take out one of your friends, and you stop the next lap to give him a
2: hug. Relax. That was a different scenario. Remember that, Bronson, Frankie? Bronson's going through the that wall.
0: That guy's not a— That guy. Wait, who, who was
1: this? Bonzi at Vegas. Briar took him out, and then oh. he stopped the next lap and gave him a big old hug on the back straightaway and told him he was sorry. Yeah, Middle that, of the race.
0: That idiot's not our friend anymore.
2: Yeah, we're done We're <laughs> done with <laughs> that. But that we're is done a with wrong clown. Slide. no hugs are being given <laughs> to anyone. Yeah. No, no hugs. No more hugs.
0: But that did happen once, yes. And <laughs> it, it has
2: happened. You live and you learn. Listen, we're in Vegas. It
0: has happened. Yeah. Would he do the same? Probably not. He probably did the exact opposite.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm like, wait, what is he doing? He's pulling off. He's pulling off. He was, like, winning. Are those the <laughs> other
0: guys? I think I, have, I think I have, like, that video still on my phone. I was sitting right there, and I was like, have what's happening? Why is Breyer stopping? <laughs> yeah. I mean,
1: you've been involved in the industry a lot. We were just talking about um, kind of, like, the differences in Supercross and Motocross and Flat Track, like, the kids coming up and things like that. What do you think the biggest difference is? I wanted to ask you with these younger riders in flat track that are um, like, you don't see the rider counts anymore in the fifties, sixties, um, like it's you do in cool. moto. Yeah. What wh- what are your thoughts on that?
0: Flat track is thriving right now. It hasn't been as big and popular as it is r- right now, like in a long time. And I'm hoping to see bigger, you know, amateur grids and bigger, you know, a lot more kids like, well that want to race flat track. I think, like, when we were younger, like, our dads did it, and, like, we were just brought up to do that. And like, there was no social media, so we didn't know what else. We were just, like, we raced motorcycles. Like, our dads took us to the flat track races. Like, like I said, flat track's thriving right now, and it's, like, it's just growing and growing and growing, and it's, like, you got the AFT series doing better than it's ever, you know, ever, yeah, ever yeah. been since I've been alive, and, like, then you get the Super Hooligan series, and, like, flat track's mainstream. Like, they got a series in in, like, Europe now, with the DTRA people and like it just blows my mind how like there's still a lot of kids doing it and it kind of sucks because I remember when I was young like we'd go to the amateur nationals and it's like it, there was so many dudes like you know I remember like riding '80s and it was like Chad Coe's Bobby Fong like all these guys that like grew up to be professional well-known famous motorcycle racers and like it'd be cool to see it grow a little bit more no, I think I, I, agree, think, I think we're go- I think we're gonna I think we're gonna see that.
2: Yeah, no, couldn't agree more, dude. One last thing before we let you go, what would you like to see more of? TTS, half miles, cushion half miles, miles. What, what do you like to watch? Like, from a guy who has ridden it all and has been like, you know, supermoto, road race, flat track. <laughs> what is the most entertaining to you? What would you like to see more of?
0: Dude, honestly, I think like one of the raddest things I saw this in 2019, all year was like Springfield Mile was. Re- <laughs> ridiculous yeah like, i could not get enough of that yeah, prior probably like, had enough
1: all, of it halfway through
0: <laughs> yeah i mean that's not that doesn't happen like that on all miles like it's not like that like you don't get that kind of like racing on all the miles but like if if if, if all the miles could be like spring could be like springfield i'd be stoked but i would like to see some legit short tracks on twins like yeah because i could tell short track yeah just because like hooligans like we race on short tracks and like we battle and it's gnarly and it's like those bikes are big, and it's, like, it's, I think the racing is sweet. So, but, like, you guys, like, I think the smallest tracks you guys ride is, like, a, is like a quarter mile. It's like, not I'd even like a short track, a really. Yeah, it's a eights, half really. mile,
1: essentially. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see, like, a proper, like, Springfield short track on twins. I think that'd be rad. Or even Springfield TT on twins. Like, yeah, like I said, like, I mean, we do it on the Super William bikes, and, like, we have a 400-pound weight, weight rule, like, you guys are you guys bikes are closer to 300 pounds so yeah like yeah they're more nimble you could throw those things around like you know ftr 750 is like the baddest flat track racing twin ever made and you know I, I think that bike's more than capable of of racing on a short track or get a bunch of dudes throwing those things around on, on a little tiny track or even a TT. so i'd like to see more of that proper short tracks again because uh we don't get that and like that's the best sort of i think flat track racing it's what we all grew up doing and like what we all learned on, and it kind of sucks that we don't see that on the AFT schedule.
1: Yeah, I like the idea of of, uh, more indoors, like an indoor, I mean, packing people in a stadium and having the track right in front of you and the action and tempers that come with indoors, like, I think that would be, I think that'd be awesome, but, um, yeah, yeah, we'll see what they, you never know, I never thought we'd race, you told me five years ago we'd have a TT that was half asphalt, half dirt, I I would be like, come on, there's no way they'll do that, so, who knows? Um, we have our other our correspondent here, Noah Chambers. He's He can't hear you because he, he, <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're balling on a budget this week. We only have one set of headphones. Me and Briar are actually sharing a set. It's like flipped over so you I, can hear I've that. I've
0: never met that guy, and I think he's an absolute living legend. <laughs> I I just yes, see him on dude, your guys you have no idea. You him on your Instagram. I follow him on Instagram, and he's like my favorite person in the world. I've never even met him.
2: Oh, man, dude, like, you have just a sample. You get the real-life thing, it would change your life.
0: Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait till I actually get to meet him.
1: Who do you who would you say he reminds you of? Tim Ferris, one of Tim Ferris' son. Tim Ferry's kid. Yeah, is that so you okay. said he
0: reminds you of a little bit? Yeah, he definitely does. He's just like he's like cause cause like on like Tim Ferry's kid, like Tim Ferry's always like videoing with his kid. His kid's like six or seven, and he like rides to 50s <laughs> and 60s, and like Tim's always like filming him at the track, and when he doesn't win, he gets all pissed, and like. He just shows all this emotion, and like <laughs> yeah. I see the videos the guy posts of Noah, and like he comes up the track and he's just fired up. Like he's not even a flat tracker, and he like is ripping, like probably going faster than he like normal person would go, and like he should be pumped on himself, but he just bummed on himself. And he's he just yeah. bummed down, like he's showing all this emotion. It is like the old Tim, like the older version of Tim Perry's kid. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we're really always down to relax. Just, just relax. Like it's, it's all good. But relax. yeah, we'll have to link you guys up. What's, what's the next uh, race we'll see you at? Like, uh, I guess it's probably Paris, right? Or you're not coming to Daytona? Uh,
0: well, it's on the, I'm on the fence with Daytona. I really want to come. I just uh, I'll be starting a new job here pretty soon, so I'm trying to figure out like my start date and things like that. So there could be like a situation where I like show up there and uh, just a quick in and out. But uh, yeah, if I don't make it there, like probably Paris, whenever that might be. I don't even know the date of that, but yeah, it's going to happen.
1: Yeah, man, it was, it was cool. I was good talking to you. I'll we'll let you roll here. Um,
0: yeah, I, guys, uh,
1: I'd like to get long. you on frequently, dude. We'll make it like a Jeez. frequent thing. Hey, you
0: got my phone number? you got yeah, my phone we, number?
1: we got you dialed in now. Um, but, uh, yeah, thanks again for talking to us, and we'll catch
0: up yeah, with you here in nice
2: the near future.
0: No, no problem, man. Love you it, man. Thanks for coming on. Keep on doing it. Uh, if I don't talk to you guys, good luck in Daytona. Briar, you got that number one plate on your bike now, so uh, you know keep that thing at the front of the pack. Don't let Bronson pass you. you know Absolutely not. Uh, I don't know. You never know. A couple Mountain Dews and, and a couple of shoes. Bronson's going to win one. Oh, well, he already won one. We'll win another one. <laughs> there was something special that right about that day. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, stoked for you guys. Can't wait to watch you guys race. And, uh, Let's get 2020 going. Frankie Garcia, guys, thanks again, man. We'll talk to you soon. See you, dude. Later, boys.
1: All right, episode nine in the books. Short and sweet. Some guest questions. Got to call Frankie Garcia, talk with him a bit. Briar Bauman, Noah Chambers. It was good, Uh, boys. Anything? uh,
3: Wrap it up. Nah, man. Back to the grind tomorrow.
2: Back at it. Yeah, Jake, you're uh, back home in Pennsylvania, slaving away on a couple Indians. Best machine you'll ever ride. But thanks for letting me take your spot, man. I uh well uh you know, yeah. Big guy he's back, home, he's
1: back home packing too. Uh, all easy. Shannon just cracked the door open, she said, Briar, let's get her. let's get her asses Watch. going. Shannon Bronson, they're Watch. they're uh, they're ready to roll roll this train, so uh Episode nine. Thanks again, Mike Hacker as our sponsor. Mike.hacker at presidentialmortgage.com. Appreciate you guys tuning in. We might have another episode for Daytona. I'm not sure. We might not. We don't really have any rules with this podcast. So stay tuned. Thanks again, everybody tuning in. Talk to you later. Peace.